Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to So Check It Out. I'm going to get right into the story because it's a pretty crazy story, and um, it's a little bit lengthy, but it's about 13, maybe 15 minutes of your time into just one of my very zany, weird, crazy life experiences, and I like to call this Dirty Barbie. (laughs) It has a lot to do with perspective in life and where you are and how you view things. And, you know, um, when things start out not so great, but they end up okay. And there's always lessons or blessings in the lessons, as they say. So once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to So Check It Out. So you know what? So check it out. So on this day, my daughter had her finals. She was going to Pasadena City College. She had to take her last final of the year, and uh, I was going to drop her off that morning so she could do so. Um, We went to go grab a bite to eat so she could get some nutrition in her system before taking her test. And during that time, she lost her cell phone. So we couldn't find it. So she was distraught. She was really upset. I told her, you know what? Go ahead and go take your test. Don't worry about the phone as much as you can. I'm going to do my best to try to find it. You know, we know how we feel when we all lose our phones. It's like we really use or rather lose a part of us. And uh, so I just really wanted her to focus on her task at hand. So I told her, I'm going to do everything I can to find your phone. So I dropped her off at work, came back to the house, didn't find it anywhere. But as I was looking, I kept calling and texting it after probably about 15 texts and phone calls to her phone, a woman answered the phone and uh, she sounded kind of gruff on the phone because I said, hi, yes, this is my daughter's phone. I'm so glad you answered it. Um, Can I meet you somewhere so I could get this phone back from you? I really appreciate you answering the call. And she was like, oh, uh, yeah, Um, I'm at 7-Eleven on such and such street. You can come down here and, uh, If you can give me a ride down to such and such, uh, I'll give you your phone. So I was like, I can't give you a ride down that far, but I can take you to. And I told her where. She was okay with that. So I said, cool, I'll be right there to get my daughter's phone. She said, fine, I'll meet you here. So with that being said, I didn't know what I was walking into because the phone call itself uh, was not quite what I was expecting. So I called two of my other friends to see if they could go with me. But of course, lo and behold, in this day, nobody was around. So I had to do this adventure this task by myself so I decided to put on my black sweatpants my black sweatshirt hoodie tie my hair up take off my jewelry put the machete in my car under the front seat and go get my baby's phone so I get in the car and I'm rolling down to 7-eleven I get to the 7-eleven excuse me, from the outside looking in, I see someone in there that I'm thinking this might be her. Well, it's only chick in the store. So, so I'm like, let me get out and go in. So as I proceed to walk in, I walk up behind this woman in the candy aisle that has uh, platinum blonde hair and two ponytails tied off with these hot pink ribbons. And she has on a satin Barbie jacket, like the baseball jacket, but it's like satin Barbie pink and white says Barbie on the back jeans hot pink converse, you know, um, just all barbied out. So I say, excuse me. She turns around and she looks at me and I'm like, oh shit. She goes, "Uh, you can wait for me in the car. And the reason why I jumped back was when she turned around, 
the back of her looked like uh, Barbie, but the front of her looked like uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane, Betty Davis. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, holy cow, okay, uh, no problem. So I was taken aback. I went to go sit in my car and uh, proceeded to wait for her. Okay, so out she comes. She gets in the car and she sits down and I say to her, hi, and she says, hi. And I say, yeah, um, so you can give me the cell phone now. And then she goes, first of all, and I said, excuse me, first of all, and I locked my doors on my side, one button push, all four doors locked. Okay. And I said, first of all, no, I'm going to tell you, give me the damn cell phone. And then you can say what you want to say. So she was like, okay. And she just handed me the cell phone and I took the cell phone and proceeded to put it in the door next to me on my door you know, down in the little pocket that's on the side of the driver door. So I dropped the phone down in there and I, and she says, okay, she goes, uh, I'm ready. You know, you can give me a ride down to, uh, Woodbury and Lincoln, <clears throat> which I believe actually were the streets. <laughs> so anyway, I say, okay, so we, we pull out, I pull out of 7-Eleven parking lot. I make a left-hand turn and I'm going down the street and all of a sudden the cops pass going the opposite direction. And immediately when they saw me, they flipped a U-turn and got behind me, which I thought was kind of odd, but then not really. And so, uh, but I wasn't worried. My tags were up to date. You know, I had insurance, everything was fine. My driving record, there was no problem. However, I did not have my tags on my car. They were in my dashboard. I just got them. So <clears throat> they turn the lights on me and I get pulled over. So no problem. So I said, oh, they're pulling me over. And she was like, no problem. So they pull me over and it's two cops, one female, one male. Female walks up on my side and she asked me for my driver's license and registration. So I say, yeah, no problem. So I'm getting them out. And as I get them out, she says, uh, do you know the lady on the passenger side? What's her name? And I said, um, actually, so here's where it gets even more interesting because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I already have a story to tell and it's going to start off by saying, I don't know who she is officer, but so I begin to tell her the story. I don't know who the lady is. She had my daughter's cell phone because my daughter left it. She asked for a ride. She'll give me my phone if I give her a ride. And the cop on the other side says, hold on, wait a minute. You mean that she said, if you give her a ride, she'll give you your cell phone. And I said, yes. So I went to go pick her up at 7-Eleven down here to give her a ride and to get my daughter's cell phone. So she goes to the officer. She says, I was just trying to be a good citizen. So he says to her, no, the hell you were not trying to be a good citizen. A good citizen does not have something that belongs to somebody else and tell them they'll give it to them only under conditions. He goes, that's not right. That's completely wrong. So no, you weren't being a good citizen. And I'm thinking, shit, okay, well, gee, he's uh, rather frustrated with her already. So then the officer that was on my side, she goes back to her car, runs my information. It comes back to the car. Everything's fine. And uh, she mentioned to me about the tags. And I showed her I had the tags. <clears throat> also showed her my daughter's phone to see the messaging that happened before and that would validate my story. So that everything was fine and checked out. In the meantime, on the other side of the car, the police officer on that side is interrogating the lady. And after he mentioned to her that she was not being a good citizen for holding the phone ransom basically for a ride, she turns to me and she goes, look what you've done. So uh, the cop grabs her and pulls her out of the car.
He's like, don't you dare talk to her like that. Who do you think you are? This woman was nice enough to give you a ride and you want to turn around and say something like that to her? Sit down, sit on the curb. So I'm like, geez. So she goes and she sits on the curb and I'm like, obviously there's something that I don't know. So the female cop come back, comes back and she tells me, you know, you should never ever. So here she is uh, lecturing me and I'm like, shit, okay, let me, let me just be quiet and listen. By the way, my house is like right down the street. I can see it in the distance. And I'm like, shit, I'm stuck here in this situation. But anyway, I digress. So she says, you should never, ever let someone in your car that you don't know. You don't know who they are, what they have, if she's working with somebody or anything. We happen to know who she is. That's why we turned immediately around you when we saw you, because we've not really seen you, but we know who she is. We've never seen you with you. So I said, ah, so she's like, yeah, so you need to not ever do that again. So I was like, okay, you know, I understand. Meanwhile, on the other side, the cop has her outside sitting on the curb. And he's like, um, excuse me, um, is this, this is her backpack? And I say, yes, it is. He's like, do you mind if I take it out and search it? I said, it's not mine. He's like, okay. So he takes the backpack out and he looks in it and he pulls out a big old like gallon jug of the ocean spray cranberry. That's like the big giant ones like you get at Costco. Maybe not that big, you know, but a gallon. It fit in the backpack. So, uh, and the neck of it was drink, drinking down, drinking. She drank it as far down as the neck. Okay, I'll put it that way. Um, and I did smell booze on her when she got in the car because she was kind of like slurring words like, now look what you've done. It was more like how she said it, you know. And I'm just looking at her like, ooh, lady. At the same time, let me also mention, I did have a machete under my seat. And thankfully, my car was not checked. But, you know, hey, I wasn't going to go into a situation by myself, just by myself. You know what I mean? So anyway, thank you, Lord. They never checked under the chair. So anyway. He pulls out the booze and uh, in the bottle and he's like, wow, you know, you have this open container. That's why you smell like that. This is full of vodka. And he tells me, you know, it's for things like this. Do you know if you have an open container in your car? Technically, I could take the car from you because you're driving with an open container. But fortunately, I know who this lady is and so on and so forth. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. So he proceeds to further look into the backpack. Hence why I call this story Dirty Barbie. B-A-R-B-E-E, okay, I'll say that because, uh, but the chick was dressed in full pink Barbie gear with this Betty Davis makeup on, okay, so I don't know. But anyway, I digress once again. <laughs> so he proceeds to look further into the backpack and she's sitting on the curb. By this time, she has handcuffs on and another cop car is driving up. And uh, she's sitting on the curb and he looks in there and he takes the backpack. It's like, oh my God, this is disgusting. This is horrible. He's like, ma'am, excuse me, talking to me. He says, can I please tell you what is in the backpack? That I hope that when I tell you this, you learn your lesson to never put a stranger in your car again. And I'm thinking to myself, shit. I told him, I said, I don't want to know, officer. I... He goes, no, 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 I'm going to tell you so that you never, ever do something like this again. He goes, first of all, I don't know, the other officer told you, we already know who this lady is. But not only, and he looks like he's about to gag, and I'm like, oh, he, he's going to tell me that she has like a foot or something. I don't know. 
So he says, I look at her backpack. Not only does she have an open container of booze, she has a bag of maggoty meat in her backpack. Woo. Okay, so look. At this point, I start scratching and itching and looking in the floor of my car. And the interior is black. Thankfully, it would show up if anything was there. But nothing was there. Woo. Nothing was in the car. So... He said, I hope you learned your lesson to never, ever go out, pick up a stranger and put them in the car. If something like this happens, you might want to take the law into uh, not take the law into your own hands and maybe call for help or just get another phone and let it go. And at that point, I was like, yeah, because I was not expecting that. At that point, I just wanted to get to the car wash. I wanted to get home. I wanted to vacuum the car. I wanted to Lysol. I wanted to burn fire into the front seat. You know, it was just like, oh my gosh, but I had my daughter's phone. So anyway, they told me that I can go home. And as I drove off, I watched them take her in her handcuffs and put her in the back seat of another car. And I drove to my house thinking, wow, what a story I had to tell my daughter when she gets out of school and after she's done with her finals. So <clears throat> all said and done, I'm home. It's time to pick her up. I go pick her up. She gets in the car. You know, oh, but let me add, though, when I did get home before I had to pick her up, I clean, vacuum, bleach, cleaned out my car and then went to the car wash and had them clean it out. And then I went to pick her up. OK, so I picked her up. She gets in the car and she's tired, but she's like, I'm done. I did my finals. I think I did good. And I'm like, great. I have good news. Guess what? And she's like, what's that? And I go, I got your phone back. And of course, I've disinfected her phone and cleaned it and everything. And she was like, oh, great. Thanks, mom. But that was it, you know, just like, thanks. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, so, okay, let me tell you how I got your phone back. So I proceed again to tell her how I got her phone back. But then she says to me, you know, I wish you hadn't gone through all that just to get my phone back. I mean, I could always get another phone back. And, you know, she's just very nonchalant about it. And thanks, mom. And, you know, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to sleep. And I thought to myself, oh, my Lord. I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe like, oh my God, mom, that was terrible. You went through that and that was so horrible. But you see, it all does eventually come down to perspective, right? By the way, I would like to interject that the reason why Dirty Barbie had my daughter's cell phone to begin with is when we left in the morning to go get food, we stopped at the store. When we stopped at the store, the phone was placed in the shopping cart and it was left there when we put groceries uh, back into the trunk of the car. Uh, we pulled off, leaving the phone in the grocery cart. Uh, Dirty Barbie was in the parking lot and saw that and took the phone. That's how she ended up with it. On the other hand, my younger daughter's perspective was that after that ordeal happened, none of them ever wanted to sit in the front seat again, which did solve an even bigger problem of I get to sit in the front seat, shotgun, I want to sit there, I'm in the front, I want to see, I want to be up front. That perspective was no longer there now. Now the perspective was, there is no way I'm sitting in the front seat, you can't make me sit in the front seat, we got to flip a coin, you know, <laughs> and so that changed until they realized that whoever actually sat in the front seat, in the co-pilot position, as I would call it, also gets to be the car DJ, and all of us all of us girls, me, my girls, we love music. And uh, that was one thing that we did enjoy when we would ride in the car, um, listening to different types of music. So that that was the thing that got them to get up 
into the front chair because I tell you, nobody was going to sit up there after what had happened. So, you know, talk about perspective. It changes the way that people think of things and move about life. You know, that day was very unusual, I have to say. I used to often wonder um, what in the hell and why did Dirty Barbie have that maggoty meat in her backpack? And did she ingest it with vodka? You know, I had too many warped questions that will never be answered, thankfully. I was just happy to have been able to give my daughter back her phone and to really return home safely. And, oh, and that none of those creepy crawlies crawled out from Dirty Barbie's backpack. You dig? Mm -mm. I'm not having it. must remember, life perspective is the way people see life, including the way they approach life and all there is in their personal life experience, which of course, as we all know, is forever changing. I would definitely like to thank my new listeners for tuning in. I would like to thank my return listeners for returning and for your support. And if you want to contact the show or you have a story to tell, I would love for you to share it. You can do so by emailing me at socheckoutsal at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, and it's socheckoutsal at gmail.com. Also, be sure to tune in on Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm going to do another giveaway brought to you by Be Love Love Beats. And to find out what happens when you have a young female ghost all up in your personal space. So check it out.